Not since flying reindeer have the holidays seen something so amazing. Just in time to make selfie-ready holiday hair easy. Introducing the do-it-all styling tools for glam holiday hair. The holidays are happier with glam hair. And the Not Doctor all-in-one dryer brushes from Conair makes it easy. Detangle, dry, and style in one step. No elf needed. The Not Doctor collection has a dryer brush for every hair type and style. The Pink Smoothing Paddle dryer brush has flexible bristles for painless detangling and high-performance power for quick styling and smooth, shiny results. And the purple dryer brush comes with a bonus volumizing attachment to boost lift and volume at the roots. It's perfect for salon blowouts at home. And since they're ideal for every hair type and length, they make great gifts for everyone on your list who wants beautiful hair without the hassles. Shop the Not Doctor dryer brushes at conair.com or at your favorite retailers now. Hey everybody, it's Sam with Pro Wrestling Overtime. And I'm continuing the series that I started yesterday about news and rumors. I started on July 26th, which was last Monday. And so obviously today is going to be Tuesday the 27th. And I hope... To get to Wednesday, July 28th on this episode. Going to be getting caught up and then you can expect this. It'll be one day behind. So uh, with today being Wednesday, you wouldn't have Wednesdays. You would have Tuesdays. And then tomorrow would be Wednesdays because I want all the news and rumors To be able to get out, for me to talk to some different people, and for me to process it. And then kind of put down a episode for you guys. But I'm in the process of getting caught up because so many different aspects came out last week of, you know... Who who got released, who didn't, whose contract is up, who's, um, what free agent may be going here, what free agent actually showed up. And so I really want to catch up with you because I missed about a week. And I want you to hear my thoughts on it. I also want to tell you that... Yesterday morning, I was in Spotify green rooms. Uh, We're going to have a room in there. They do not have pro wrestling or wrestling. What they have is a grouping called WWE. If you click on that, at a time that you can hear us, I'll put it up on Twitter, Facebook. I think I'm going to try to be able to put it up on Instagram, but I'm not 100% sure. Saying, hey, I'm going to be in you know, the pro wrestling overtime room at whatever time. And give you as much time as I can. A lot of times I find... 
about a half an hour before I know I'm going to have 45 minutes. So I would let you know a half an hour before, say, 530. I I would say I'm going to be in the pro wrestling overtime Spotify green room at 6 o'clock. We're going to start off talking about Ric Flair being released from the WWE. And where that goes from there will will be up to us. So at 6 o'clock, you have to download Spotify Green Rooms. You give yourself a name. If you want to, you give yourself a picture. And then you... Go to the WWE groups, click on it, and you'll see Pro Wrestling Overtime, and you'll see our topic. As many people as want to can come into that green room. You can hit the request button and request to talk. So if I'm saying... You know, Ric Flair, blah, 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 blah. And you've heard a rumor. Or Ric Flair did this in the past. or And I haven't brought it up. You have some kind of knowledge. Hit the request button. I'll usually finish what I'm saying. Um, a guy got mad about that the other day. But I I was talking and so I finished... I think I went two sentences, three sentences, or something like that. Didn't go off on a tangent like you guys know that I can. But um, then hit accept, welcomed him, and asked, you know, what he wanted to talk about. Well, he basically just proceeded to go off. And I do mean go off, about how I didn't recognize him immediately, there weren't that many people in there, how could I not recognize, and I I was like, whoa, buddy, I technically don't have to recognize you at all. I don't have to invite you to talk. This can be a lecture if I want it to be. And he was like, well, you won't have very many people in there if we can't have discussions. And I said, you know, to a point, I'd agree, I agree, but you coming up here on stage and the discussion that you're having with me right now about me not recognizing you soon enough, I don't think people want to hear anyway. And that kind of shut him down. He ended up leaving. But... Uh, yesterday now, uh, I went early in the morning to get some of our overseas folks. I got into a great discussion with a gentleman from India and absolutely learned a lot. I enjoyed it. Uh, we actually got into talking other subjects with him being from India. I wanted to know was WWE still partnering with him to open up an NXT India? 
there had been rumors that Kali was going to run it. And he was telling me he didn't think so. But they've recently got the WWE Network over there. And they're starting to show some different promotions. But he was talking about how big WWE is in India. Because it's the only game in town. And so I want you guys to be aware. Be looking for it. On Twitter. On Facebook. And I hope to be able to put it up on Instagram. Uh, Maybe in my stories. Is what it may end up being on. I don't know yet. But... um. Other, it's free. Like I said, as many people can come in. Um, there can only be 10 people with access to talk at a time. So if I'm getting a lot of requests, I'm probably going to limit you to so many minutes or just what we're talking about and once the topic changes then. You know, clearing everybody out and, and letting some new people come up. But that's going to be the new thing. I am thinking, and that's all it is right now, but I am thinking about watching pay-per-views on my television or computer and trying to get into Spotify green rooms on my phone and then that way we can talk about the promotion we can talk about what we think of the matches Um, if you're watching it then you can discuss that match with me. But a lot of it is going to be to introduce you to new wrestlers. And for those people, because I know, uh, I've been there, you know, that aren't making a lot of money. And they love that they can pay, what is it, $4.99 for Peacock and get all of WWE's pay-per-views, but they would really like to see Impact and Ring of Honor and and, uh, AEW and all that, but they just can't afford it. And so I'm hoping that not only they'll be able to get on Spotify screen rooms, to hear discussion, but also I may do play-by-play of the match or, you know, big story vision or something, but at least they'll kind of know what's going on and they'll know who won. So I'm thinking of that. Um, I may try it this weekend. I'm not 100% sure. I'm not sure that my plans are going to allow it. But anyway, I want you guys to know that that is a possibility. If you guys want to write me, 
at Pro Overtime. That's two O's Pro Overtime on Twitter. Uh, I am on the Facebook page Pro Wrestling Overtime. Uh, you can hit the messenger button and talk to me one on one. You can email me at Pro Wrestling OT at gmail.com or you can hit me up on Instagram Pro Wrestling Overtime and my messages messengers I think that's what I don't know you you can message me and talk to me I am warning you guys however I'm a night owl um yes I'm I'm up right now, but sometime today, I will lay down and take, I don't know, three or four hour nap. So, if you write me during that, I'm not going to get back to you until afterwards. When I wake up, I have time to um, get something to drink and, and just kind of wake up. Then I start checking stuff and making sure I haven't missed this or I haven't missed that. So that's where we're heading. And hopefully we'll get there soon. But anyway, let's start on what happened July 27th, last Tuesday. Um... It was reported that Tony Khan and the AEW Executive Vice Presidents took a private jet to Chicago on the Sunday before that to film promotional footage according to Bodyslam.net Cassidy Haynes. They do not name the executive vice presidents. So we don't know if all of them went, some of them went, exactly what is going on there. To film promotional footage, um, I can definitely understand that. They're going to have big ma- uh, matches on All Out. Uh, also scouting where others can be doing promotional stuff or just promos or where they can be attacked or whatever I'm sure was very valuable. Um, Cassidy Haynes said it was not clear what they were filming. But... The report mentions plans to turn Chicago into their number two market. Now, some people, and I'm trying to remember who said it, but some people believe their number one market is going to be Atlanta, or Charlotte. No, when you talk to the executive vice presidents, they want their number one market to be New York City. 
with Chicago being second. I, if I was them, I would reverse it and make Chicago the number one. For the simple fact that Chicago is there in the middle, it's within driving distance of so many bigger cities. Whereas if you are doing Barclays in um, New York, yes, it's within driving distance of, you know, Massachusetts and Maine and New Hampshire and parts of Philadelphia and New Jersey and all that. But the traffic, if you're going to get a hotel room, all of that's not real conducive to a fan who doesn't have a lot of experience. Now, there are wrestling fans that go to Madison Square Garden and Barclays all the time, whoever is running there. But AEW has a different breed of fan, and they may not. I love that they run Double or Nothing in Vegas, and then they usually run All Out in Chicago. And I hope they keep it like that. I would like to see them make Vegas one of their top five markets. I really think I know that they haven't did shows there very often. I think they really need to try to get in to the Orlando Tampa market. I just don't know that they will. I like how they're playing up the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, there are two shows down there. Uh, Fighter Fest Night 1 and 2. They really went all out. Bringing Ricky Starks out. Bringing... Um, because he used to live in Austin. Bringing out Lance Archer. And really telling people that they're from Texas. I I really enjoy that. And then, of course, you've got Moxley that's living in Vegas. I think there's rumors that two or three other um, AEW stars may move to Vegas here sooner or later. Um, I do think they need to go after Atlanta. That is, you know... Kind of a WCW, NWA home. There's Charlotte and Atlanta. And the Dusty Rhodes name carries a lot in that area. And if, and that's a big if, they get Ric Flair. Um, obviously, his name carries a lot of weight there. I did see this morning, and I know I'm breaking my rules by not talking about Tuesday yet, but I did see early this morning that Billy Corgan and NWA have made an offer to Ric Flair. And 
it wouldn't surprise me if he would go back there. But anyway. Um, also, in this report that Cassidy Haynes wrote for Bodyslam.net, they talked about when, not if, and that's a quote, they'll debut CM Punk in his hometown. That they hope to have a future show at the United Center. It's like 20,000 plus seats and they really want to run there. Uh, I've heard the talk of the Sears Center um, and I'm trying uh, the All-Star Arena in um, Rosemont. I think that you you know you may see that. Cassidy Haynes also said CM Punk is quote a hundred percent unquote for Chicago. But no one has been able to find out when in Chicago or what CM Punk would be doing. And by when I say when, you've got to remember September 1st, AEW Dynamite is running in Chicago. September 3rd, AEW Rampage is running Chicago. And then they have All Out on September 5th. So, um, All Out is sold out. They don't really need to advertise him being on All Out in order to sell tickets. They have hinted he may be on Rampage and they are selling tickets like crazy. I... I kind of wish he would take a Samoa Joe role. And you're like, what? Well, think about it. Samoa Joe did commentary. And that's one thing that CM Punk has talked about. It's how we like to do commentary. I kind of would like to hear him on Rampage. And him do like a match on their pay-per-views or some of their special shows. And then that allows him, number one, to be around the guys. That allows him to get to know whether or not he really likes AEW as a company. And if he does, then you switch his contract over. He starts working out with some of the guys on off days or, you know, before shows and really knocks the ring rust off. And then you create a storyline where he's getting sick of someone running their mouth or how they act, you know, in the ring or 
he doesn't like Hangman Page drinking. And then you bring CM Punk back as a wrestler. So I wouldn't I wouldn't close that out. Not willing to make a prediction on it. But that's something that I've thought of kind of over the last two weeks or so. Now, Andrew Zarian from Batman Podcast heard from a source that WWE is planning its return to Saudi Arabia for October 21st. The thing that he also heard was on Wednesday, July 28th. I'm skipping ahead just a little bit. Andrew Zarian said WWE is committing to be doing a Queen of the Ring tournament and it is currently slated to start on the October 10th episode of SmackDown. And they would have matches on all shows with the finals between two ladies for the title of Queen of the Ring to be at the Saudi Arabia show on October 21st. Um, what do I think of that? I don't know. I would rather them see them do a queen of the ring than have tag team titles. <laughs> I feel like they have enough singles wrestlers. I think one of the knocks on their women's tag team division has been they've always just thrown single stars together that really haven't accepted being a tag team or really haven't learned the ring psychology of being a tag team. So I feel like this Queen of the Ring tournament does suit the women's division a little better. Do I think it needs to end in Saudi Arabia? No. By God, no. Um, I know that WWE has broken history over there by having the women wrestle matches. Them... Having a little bit of a say in who is in those matches and who wins, I don't want them to have anything to do with who is in the Queen of the Ring match finals or who wins. Nothing. I'm not even sure I want WWE to have a lot to do with it. But... You're only, or right now, Saudi Arabia has only agreed to one match. And if WWE is looking to make a new star, such as Liv Morgan, 
or Tony Storm. And make them queen of the ring. I don't know how the Saudi Arabia fans are going to feel. They like the older veterans. They like to see them appear and do their gimmicks. They like the Undertaker. They like Goldberg. You know, they are a little behind in their watching. They knew who Charlotte Flair was. They knew Bailey. But they didn't really act like they knew Naomi. Um, I didn't feel like with how they reacted, I don't think they knew Lacey Evans. So that's the thing is if you try to make a new star, if that's Maybe something you're wanting to accomplish with the Queen of the Ring. Um, I don't know you sh- if you should do it there because I don't know the full cheer. I think they may be looking at each other thinking, well, who is that? Now, if you want to do a big, gigantic prime time feel good match that Saudi Arabia is going to love do Trish Stratus and Lita and leave Queen of the Ring finals for the states however I don't really know Saudi Arabia is going to work out anyway I mean when you think of it it's two and a half months away and I hate to say it um COVID is is climbing again the Delta variant is wrecking havoc in certain areas I don't know that the United States will be able to fly to Saudi Arabia or even come back so I think that That may be an issue. Another issue is WWE has admitted not all of their superstars have taken the vaccine. There are some strongly against it that do not want to take it. And I think it is going to cause problems if they would choose to go to London. London is not letting anyone in that does not have vaccine records. Um, I don't know about Saudi Arabia right now, but there are also certain arenas where not only the wrestlers have to show proof of vaccine, but the fans do. Um, They've announced at some arenas that the fans now have to be masked up. Uh, One of the arenas that is going to be hard on this is New York City's arenas, Madison Square Garden and Barclays. Um, I believe... The arena that AEW is running here in a couple weeks for 
All Out is also doing that. They're making all the wrestlers show proof of vaccine, and then all fans, and then fans have to be masked up. So, will all the wrestlers then get the vaccine, or will they miss out on that Raw show or SmackDown show, or pay-per-view, because they don't want to be vaccinated. I think that's going to be coming up here in the next couple weeks with all promotions. Um, for the first time in several weeks, there were no, and I want to make sure I repeat that, there were no NXT stars at Raw on Monday, July 26th for dark matches, for debuts, for main event tapings. And all of that was reported for the PW Insider. To a point, I agree. They don't need to be. Um, I can see if you're wanting them on main event. Or you're actually wanting them to debut. Doing a dark match... The things that you can tell in a dark match, you usually can tell on NXT TV. So, why can't you just look at tape of them at NXT, or why can't you just go there? And if you want, let's say Bronson Reed, to take on Cesaro... Why can't Cesaro go down to NXT and then have a dark match there or have a match afterwards or the next day or whatever? There's a lot less people at NXT shows than at Raw shows or at SmackDown shows. It's gonna get reported that they were backstage or that they did a dark match or a main event match or whatever. Whereas there's not as many people walking around, and I mean reporters or podcasters, that see them at NXT shows because they don't wanna go to Orlando every day or every week. So, that doesn't get reported quite as often. But I also don't think, in reality, anyone else is truly ready. Yes, Adam Cole, Johnny Gagano, Tomasa Champa. Yes, all of them are ready. So, don't write me and say, oh, they, they're ready. They don't want to be on the main roster. They don't want to sign a contract to do that. So, when we're talking about NXT wrestlers that want 
to go to the main roster. I don't think any of them's ready. Don't throw Cameron Grimes out there. His gimmick is ready. His acting in vignettes is ready. His in-ring ability to tell a story, to carry a match, is not there. He has had some very good matches with L.A. Knight. But go rewatch him. L.A. Knight is carrying him. Trevor Lee was his name on the indie circuits. And Cameron Grimes was known for not being really good on the indie circuits. But again, his talk, his vignettes, his character, all of that was there. And that's why NXT took, you know, a chance on them. Now, as we switch over to Wednesday, July 28th, we had ringside news claim that Becky Lynch won't be returning anytime soon. She won't be back before the next draft. I think people have been looking for her too early, and now they're looking for her at every show. And by too early, I think a lot of people truly believe that she would be back in January when Seth came back. Well, she was breastfeeding and she was getting back into eating right for what kind of muscle she wanted to build, what kind of cardio she wanted to do. She needed to have time to bond with the baby and take care of the baby and really prove to herself that she was a mother and truly could be a mommy, you know, but she also had to get back into shape. So many people thought the build-up was bad to WrestleMania 37. And it was. And you can go back and listen to those episodes because believe me, I talked about it a lot. Uh, leaving Bailey and Charlotte off of it is just unforgivable. But anyway, people added Becky. Well, in March, April is when she felt that her daughter was old enough to go to different cities. She had been in Davenport, Iowa, and she really thought that, you know, their place in Orlando, Florida, that they would be okay. So with WrestleMania being in Tampa, Becky Lynch did, was at WrestleMania. 
it's my understanding Rue was not. Now, I may be wrong, and you guys can correct me, because it's my understanding um, Nikki Bella was there with Brie Bella. Neither one of their sons were there. Rue was not there, and there was some other kid that they thought was going to be coming and did not. But anyway, um, everybody kind of thought that maybe she would make an appearance. Especially during Vince's speech welcoming the fans back. She said she could go if they needed her. But that she wasn't 100% back. And I think once she said that, I think WWE was just like, we've got enough going on. We don't need to add Becky to this. Sasha went and took her break to film, to vacation, to find herself again. She hadn't had a vacation in 18, 19 months. And I think a lot of people thought, well, Becky will come back and take her place. Well, no. Um, yet you had Carmella, Bailey, and they were building Bianca. You had Natty and Tamina. And they were only giving the women five, ten minutes a show, if you bring Becky back, she's going to take five minutes, maybe ten minutes of that. Where are you going to put your champion? And so, no, they, you know, they weren't going to do that. So then came Hell in a Cell, well, obviously, you're not going to bring Becky into that nightmare. Um, her body has went through enough as far as getting ready to have a baby. Have a baby. And then try to get back into wrestling shape. That she didn't need to be anywhere near a cell, let alone, you know, a match where it might have weapons or anything like that. Then um, you had Money in the Bank, and people thought, oh, her and Sasha are definitely coming back. Bailey's hurt. We gotta have a big star. Well, they proved no, they don't. They need to tell stories, they need to have some excitement, but they don't necessarily have. To have the four horsewomen daily. They probably need them in the locker room for their locker room presence. And their ability to be positive. Their ability to talk to inexperienced or newer wrestlers up to the main roster. And calm them down or 
to help them decide what kind of moves they're going to do and stuff like that. But the four horse women right now do not have the star power that they had pre-pandemic and then that Sasha and Bailey had the summer of 2020. And to me, that's been a downfall of WWE's women's division. That and them making so many cuts without bringing anyone in or up. So I I have been disappointed in that. So then people, they have money in the bank. They have basically three and a half weeks to get ready for SummerSlam to tell a story. They've already made the decision that they need Sasha Banks in a big women's match. They're bringing back Goldberg. They're bringing back John Cena. Well, a choice had to be made. Are they bringing Becky back or are they bringing Sasha back? Because they're not going to create two comebacks, storylines. WWE can't handle it. I'll just be honest. Their creative team cannot come up with two completely different stories that do not sound anything alike. They decided to have Sasha come back. Becky, right now, as we speak, is not on TV, but is listed as a raw talent. The reason why they're waiting until after the draft is because she needs to be drafted to SmackDown. Remember, WWE going on the road was doing a 25-city tour. And then they were going to evaluate it. They set that tour up where SmackDown was on Friday. Both brands would be there on Saturday, Sunday. And then Raw would be Monday. They're not traveling Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. And by that I mean they're not wrestling. Yes, they're traveling. People that were on Raw are traveling on Tuesday. And, of course, getting to stay home for two days and then traveling. People on SmackDown, you know, they're traveling usually on Thursday. Some of them are traveling Wednesday night. And so, they had to figure something out. Well... If Becky came back and was on Raw, that means their family would have left Thursday. Seth and Becky 
and the baby and someone to watch the baby would have left on Thursday. They would have arrived in the SmackDown City for SmackDown with Seth's on on Friday. They both would have had to travel Saturday and Sunday to be at the Super Shows. Becky would have performed Monday on Raw and then they would have to make the decision oh are we going to travel on Tuesday back home knowing we're only going to leave again on Thursday. I think anyone and everyone, when that was laid out, knew that that wasn't what was best for their family and was definitely not what was best for their newborn. So, you know, I think That pretty much ended it. At the draft, Becky will be drafted to SmackDown, it looks like, unless something happens with Seth and the decision is made for him to go to Raw. I think they're trying to keep Becky and Charlotte apart for about a year. And the original plan was for either Sasha or Bailey to go to Raw and keep those two apart for about a year. Next year's draft, they would flip, bringing Bailey and Sasha back together, and they would make a decision whether they were going to be friends and tag team champions again or whether they were going to fight each other. And then, same thing with Becky and Charlotte. They are very close friends. Are they going to put them together and give them a tag team title reign? Or are they going to fight each other? Are they going to be friends? That was the original plan that I had heard. Of course, um, it hasn't happened. Bailey got hurt. Sasha had already asked for time off. Becky, even though medically cleared, still needs to knock off some ring rust, but is backstage at all pay-per-views and most SmackDowns. So she's getting to know and being able to work with some of the younger talent. We'll have to see where this leads. And, you know, how exactly they want it to work out. Because we all know that things are subject to change when it comes to WWE. Um, I don't think it's the right place for her. 
But then you still have Tessa Blanchard out there, free agent. They really dropped the ball with Thunder Rosa. Um, you know, there's a couple whose contracts are going to be up in the next six months to a year that they can make a play for. I think a lot of women that are in other promotions saw the four horsewomen two, three years ago, then saw Bailey and Sasha with their May to October run in 2020 of the pandemic and thought, I want to be them. Well, I think watching how they told the story of Bailey and Sasha's feud, I think that gave some people pause. But I also think, you know, Taya Valkyrie leaving Impact Wrestling, them not starting her immediately somewhere, but her having, gosh, I think she had two or three months off. And then her having to be a part of a training class in NXT. And now she was slowly unveiled and debuted on NXT, but not as a top woman. I think this gave a lot of women wrestlers a pause. When you talk to people, <coughs> excuse me, like Roxy, like um, Alex, uh, uh, Garcia and um, Trisha Dora. Uh, I'm trying to think of a lot of the young superstars that are on different promotions. Their dream isn't to be in the WWE and main event WrestleMania anymore. When you talk to them and you talk to them about WWE, they point out how Sasha and Bailey were on every single show for a couple months. And they were getting 20 minutes to 35 minutes at a time. That they were appearing at the beginning of a show or on commentary and then attacking someone backstage later or coming out and doing a promo and then later having a match. And talking to some of these young superstars, they were like, I thought really that's who, where I wanted to be. To be able to get 20 or 30 minutes for women. To be able to get 20 or 30 minutes 
for yourself and your tag partner and stuff. That's what I want. Well, like I said, now it's cut down to like seven. And you're seeing two women, period. Sometimes you're seeing four if they're doing a tag team. So that's one reason. Um, I guess February was bad. February and March, really. Um, that's one reason people started waking up and going, say what? That's when they put Bianca and Sasha, who are going up against each other at WrestleMania, as a tag team, and were in those two months, February and March's um, pay-per-views going up against the tag team champions of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Well, they had introduced Bailey's talk show in January. It disappeared. They didn't have time. They had spent six months working on Carmella's character of being untouchable, blah, blah, blah. They unveil her in October. She drops right into a program with the SmackDown Women's Champion. And in the month of February and March... You almost never saw Bailey and Carmella. You know, I know Bailey had some personal issues as far as her grandmother dying, and I still offer my condolences to Bailey because of that. I know how close she was to her. But it's kind of unacceptable that you have two superstars that you pushed six months before and now they're not even in the background of stuff they're not on commentary they're not doing vignettes nothing you're just not seeing them and then all of a sudden they appear again with no explanation it's it's weird how they have totally changed from three years ago up until October, November of 2020 to how they are now. And I think they have. They've made a huge mistake doing that. Everyone wants to think they're good enough to bypass NXT. People saw that Taya Valkyrie with 12 to 13 years experience is a trained Lucha Libre uh, wrestler. Didn't get to skip NXT. Same thing with Asuka. 
who had wrestled in Japan forever, held every belt probably known to man. They didn't let her skip NXT. And everybody could see from her probably third match on in NXT, she didn't need to be there. So, I think when some of these women in other promotions are on the indie circuit see things like that, they don't want to go to WWE. They would rather go fix the women's division in AEW or become a knockout uh, because they've got so many openings in Impact Wrestling or NWA is creating a very good uh, women's division. You've got Ring of Honor running a women's tournament right now with a lot of these young inexperienced, uh, awesome, very talented, very athletic women that have been on the indie circuit. So we'll have to see where it goes. But I have now went over the rumors and the news for Tuesday and Wednesday of last week, the 27th and the 28th. Your next episode will be, it'll definitely be Thursday, July 29th. I don't, I'm trying to think how much news, but it may also be Friday the 30th. But they may be two separate episodes. Don't hold me to it. But anyway, I will be talking to you guys soon. And hopefully I get to see you down the road. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. Shop on eBay this holiday season to get more for your dough on stand mixers mm. or get more for your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more <gasps> bling for less cha-ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay.